Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday. Is <laughs> the already laughing? <laughs> Welcome back to my podcast, guys. I'm joined here today with a special guest, my best friend since sixth grade. What's your name? <laughs> I don't want to introduce yourself. <laughs> um, my name's Atish. 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 What's your last name, Atish? Bakta. Okay, so they can stalk you on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome, Atish, to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something special. But before we talk about that, something special. Um, we're going to talk about his past, his context in college. You've already graduated. Yes, uh, yes, sir. All right. Tell us where you went. Tell us what you've done, the experiences you had in college, what college you were like. <laughs> um, so I went to UC Santa Cruz. Um, I majored in molecular cell and developmental biology. Um, I am currently working at a place called Thermo Fisher Scientific as a gene delivery operator. Oh, okay. All right. And what do you what do you hope to achieve like in the later future? Like, um, I guess in terms of not so much um, immediate future. Um, probably work for a couple, couple at least a couple of years. Um, apply for grad school. Probably at, at least a master's. I doubt a PhD in um, either molecular biology or microbiology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, How many years is that? That's like it's a master's program. About yeah. two another two years. So class oh, um if i don't decide going through that route maybe go into something more clinical like maybe a cls mm-hmm. um where it's a lot more defined of a route it's a lot it's not a lot easier but it's like everything like the steps for me to take forward are just like i have to take x classes mm-hmm. apply to programs and then get in mm-hmm. and then go through um those courses pass pass a like an ex- exam to like get licensed and certified and then Practice. Wow. So let me ask you this real quick. What um, what have you always been wanting to go into bio since six like since <laughs> since we've known each other? Or uh, more or less because I my parents come from very science background. My dad's a research scientist, mm-hmm. and my mom's a nurse. So and my brother's currently in the process of applying to PA school. So I've always been in a family that's been driven around science. So mm-hmm. science has always been at the forefront. So that's what made me made me really really interested. And then I took. Um, biology classes in high school and I was really interested in that but I didn't necessarily what I wanted to do in terms of like going further when I went to college and then through that I was able to figure out like this is I want to do white lab this is something I want to do later on in my life okay okay you have any uh for those of people out there who are studying bio or, or like that specific field do you have any advice for them? Any tips for them going like they're in college, they just started college, they're in the middle of college, or they're about to graduate? Honestly, if you want to get anywhere with college, you need good grades. If you can do very, very little without, with, sorry, with only a bachelor's, mm-hmm. if you want to move forward, if you want to do research, if you want to go work in professional labs, you need to eat. At least a master's, if not a PhD, especially if you want to do research. Research PhD is an absolute must. Mm-hmm. Um, so try work, do your best, very best. Try to get into to also do research. Research or any professional lab experience is so so important. Um, if you want to go into the med field, try to get clinical experience working in a clinic, get it working as an EMT as a as a nursing assistant, something that gives you that hands-on patient care. So, with that, with a lab experience, do you need like a grace against a lab? Um, a lot of a lot of them do. Like how at least how it worked in Santa Cruz. Um, you the best way to get into a lab is just cold emailing a bunch of professors, oh, re- 
read up on the research. You yeah. tell them like, hey, I'm interested in working in a lab. I saw you're doing research on blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. um, I thought it was really interesting. I, I was wondering if you had a, a vacancy and you send that out to like basically the entire faculty. <laughs> you're like, hi, my name is Atish. I want to But you have to read you. the research you, because when you meet them, they'll yeah. ask you, they'll ask you like, oh, what did you think about this paper? Why do you think we did this instead of this? Yeah. They And they, at least for us, they want someone who at least has a background in, so you, you have to finish your general chemistry, uh -huh. your general bio. Biochemistry helps. Organic chemistry is a bit is a big must as well. So you're probably if you're going to be looking into research, try to get into the end of your sophomore year, yeah. early junior year. They don't really like to take seniors because they only. I mean, by the time they finish training you, they only have three four months left, yeah. and then you're gone. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, so if you can get in, say that end of your sophomore year, they can get you. Like it takes like four or five months to get you fully trained on whatever procedures they will want yeah, you to do and then you can work in the lab for full time for like a year year and a half and then hopefully you'll get a publication which we make you wow. look fantastic so that's really like kind of the the social pattern where it's like people got to do this this and this mm -hmm. to get up mm -hmm. now is there like those unorthodox ways of getting up in the bio world um in terms of i don't know in terms of <laughs> like the, the, the bio steve jobs um <laughs> i think i guess I feel like if for like med school and things like that, yeah. like that type of professional school, like yeah. you don't necessarily have to go into a, in with a bio degree. Uh -huh. um, I have a coworker who she majored in law, but she's right wow. now applying that to med school. She, um, she's she went to Chapman. Wow, she but she still did all the biology courses. They still have to do like the prereq classes, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have to be. A bio major you don't have to be a chemistry major mm -hmm. you don't have to be in the hard sciences mm -hmm. but as long as you complete the necessary courses and you meet all the requirements then you're fine wow okay all right okay that's cool so as a as a bio student at santa cruz mm -hmm. right what was like your day what was your your daily looking like like you were up studying every day i know you were in a fraternity yeah. right or sorry i forgot to mention the partying too that was that was taking place too hmm? So, far? <laughs> yeah, just like so yeah, I was in a um, professional medical organization. Oh, professional! My bad. <laughs> um, so, well, we were we were just a group of like 30, 40 guys who were interested in science, who were interested in medicine, and who wanted to just be surround ourselves with like-minded people. Yeah, and people who want to do more than just um. They graduate. They want we. These are people who want to go out and make a difference in the in the science field, in the medical field. Mm -hmm. um, people who aspire to be doctors, um, scientists, but also people who want to go into public health or pharmacy. So it's wow. we're not just like honed in on like everyone wants yeah. to become a doctor, but anywhere in the healthcare science realm. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, cool. So you're part of that frat. You're part of the mm -hmm. fraternity, and so like. For you being a college student, right? When you first started college, mm -hmm. right to the end of mm -hmm. college, mm -hmm. all right. What what changed? What changed with like your mindset, your your personality? Was there something that changed? <laughs> um, I definitely became one a lot more open minded and was willing to listen to others mm -hmm. and try to take really take in what they had to say and based off their perspectives and their background. To understand where people come from, why people think the way they do, yeah. um, 
I definitely became a lot more social. I came a lot more open. Really? Yeah. Lying ass. What do you mean? You're always social. What you mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm very much an introverted person. But the main reason why I wanted to join the joined on the fraternity yeah. was because my first couple of quarters in college, mm-hmm. I was, I don't say I had no friends, or, but I did feel lonely. I missed having like a really tight, close to friends because I would, I had that with Andrew and a bunch of other friends in high school and middle school. But when I came to college, I lost that. Yeah, I understand that. So, and I wanted, to, and I always felt like I had this void and I need, I needed to fill it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, and then at the time, my brother was in a, in a similar pre-med organization. My, some of my older cousins were also in fraternities. So I was like, okay, so maybe this is a, a pathway I can also go into. Nice. And so I was looking at the organizations I had in my school. Uh-huh. And I saw there was like these like Asian frats and then there was like business frats and whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't see myself in those circles. I'm not inter- that interested in business. I don't really. <laughs> you're not Asian. I'm not. I, mean, I don't really fit that Asian. Yeah, yeah, so and then I saw the, this pre medical one. I was like, okay, uh-huh. fantastic. Science, professionalism. This sounds for me. This sounds like it's for me. And so I went. So I went with that, and I definitely grew a lot more in a professional way. I grew a lot more socially. I learned how to really work with people, how to um, really become a leader. Um, I was vice president for for a term. And really, I learned how to work from the ground up for big projects, to work with um, outside organizations, to organize and facilitate events, and really just become a better person and better professional see when i look at you i'm not i like you you look like the same teach that i knew in sixth grade maybe not like the same personality wise we were super weird back then <laughs> awkward phase i remember a time when we were in uh i'll come back I'll, I'll keep saying the story but seventh grade um which i'm gonna call it and like it was it was like kind of sixth and seventh grade and we were going through our fields with girls and like we were like yeah i know you and i wanted to be loved by them and everything and like that's not how weird <laughs> but um it was you know we, we had crushes and everything yep. that we they wouldn't like us back yep. and we like teach listen to this song <laughs> and i think it was one of the songs was what little wonders yeah. by who by i forgot who it was by yeah go search it up but like it was so sad, and then I would just call you like a tish. I'm feeling so sad. She doesn't like me back. <laughs> that was our world back then. Yeah. And so like going off like who we are now and what we've experienced. Obviously, we Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. Oh my gosh, dude. Rob Thomas is the OG. <laughs> if you guys don't know Rob Thomas, go listen to his music. Very uh, I don't know. Very uh, sad, what sad boy feels. Yeah. Yeah. Feels you get in your feels if you listen to Granted, Rob Thomas. That, that was what eight years ago. That was eight years ago. I don't know if you'll feel the same way, <laughs> but for those who want to feel uh, some sort of way, that's the artist to go to. Forget Drake. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So you know, looking at us now, we've, we've changed so much. We've mm-hmm. experienced so much, and I think it, it's grown um, a sort of perspective. We've grown specific per- perspectives on our yeah. on our lives, um, and it's funny because there was this one saying. And I was thinking about this as I was shouting this morning. I was like, yo, like, what can I really talk about that people usually do? And you know, in the yearbooks, yeah. when people say, okay, hey, teach, you know, you're, you're XOXO, have a great summer. Don't mm-hmm. ever change. Yeah. That line, don't mm-hmm. ever change. For some reason, as humans, we, we are comfortable with the situation we're in right now. Yeah. The, I think what we know the most is that we are very uncomfortable when it comes to change. We do not like change at all. 
no matter what we like hey you want to go uh if you're uncomfortable with public speaking right and you want something for a change hey can you go speak in front of your class for a second just for like five seconds no i don't want to do that Fuck yeah right um but there's a certain saying when people say don't change um and we end up changing right life ends up changing us no matter how we see it no matter you know if if we fear change we're still going to change i remember my relationship my previous relationships um, I was a specific person back then, and you, your relationship—you were a specific person back then. But obviously, we've changed, uh, and for the better, right? But in those relationships, I remember saying to my ex, I was saying, "Hey, you know, I love you. You know, don't ever change. Right? Don't ever change on me. Like I love you the way you are." And along the line, right, in a very long relationship, the person is bound to change, right? So it's just like in a friendship, you and I changed so many yeah. times, but it hasn't affected. But thing is, for me, as she began to change. I started to feel uncomfortable with the change, right? I started to feel like, oh shit, like she's changing. That means I have to change or she's changing. I don't like what she's changing into. Then we start to see it. Like we have a closed mind about it as humans. And so like for, for us as teenagers, as college growing up, right? That kind of, I think anxiety comes play, comes side to side when it comes to change, right? So for college students out there, for people who are just entering college for the first time, for people who are going into relationships for the first time, Right? Or their relationship, their spouses that they've been with for so many years are changing on them. What kind of advice can you give them to like deal with anxiety, to deal with the change, right? To deal with just like everything revolving around them. Like, okay, hey, this is happening right now, you know, and like, how can I, how can I deal with that going moving forward? Um, let's see. Uh, there's a lot to tackle there. Um, yeah, let's see. I think you hit it on the head. Like, change is inevitable, mm-hmm. and don't don't fall in love with someone for who they are now, but fall in love with someone who... Sorry, I already know it's going to be good. good. But fall in love with someone who really, truly makes you a better version of you. Uh Because that person is going to be there to support you now Mm -hmm. and later on. Mm -hmm. Because you're not necessarily... Because, like you said, we're all changing at all times because we experience different things. We um, see new things. Mm -hmm. And all this changes our mindset and perception of everything. Mm -hmm. And so, what was I going to do? Um, so, um, yeah, you want to, you want to talk? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like with, I mean, you're, you're talking about change and how people, you want your spouse to love you for who you will be in the future, support your dreams and goals, right? Mm-hmm. Adapting to mm-hmm. you and you adapting to her, mm-hmm. right? As well. Or if it's vice versa, if you're listening to this <laughs> or whatever, it's 20, almost 2019. But um, I think the most important part, um, not touching on relationship wise, mm-hmm. but more of society and mm-hmm. them expecting change, you have to be aware of your culture. Yeah. Uh, culture scape. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a word that I've heard previously um and it, it's something that you've grown up in right? mm-hmm. we grew up in a, in a society where, uh, where it's very individualistic mm-hmm. right you're like all right you're going to be very successful if you want to succeed in america you have to be confident in yourself you have to be fucking confident in yourself right. there's no lie about it like you're not going to make it in this world at least right but if if you're in a different world like a third world country right you may be experiencing something different it's more um what's that word collaborative mm-hmm. right where you, you're working alongside other people you care about more other people not saying that americans don't care about other people it's just this culture is just for yourself you're you're meant to succeed you're meant to be a ceo an entrepreneur whatever uh whatever it is um and that change right in this culture you're facing it alone right a lot of people 
you know, there's a lot of things on mental health nowadays mm -hmm. where companies are starting to uh, enroll their employer employees in, in programs um, to help with the mental health, to make sure that they're going all right. But for you, um, what I like to do um, to deal with change, uh, for me just recently, I got a new job, right? Mm -hmm. um, Congrats again. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, there's just a lot I've been changing. Um, and for me to deal with this anxiety, this change, I like to either, one, go back to my old friends. I know I haven't talked to you guys in a long ass time, but we started talking recently, which is cool. Um, um, go with people who make you feel comfortable, mm -hmm. right? And go with, if, if you like doing something, if you, for example, what I like to do is meditate in the morning. I wake up, I don't touch my phone. Um, and I kind of just listen to my own music. I listen to like, maybe like classical music sometimes. Uh, reggae music, I like to listen to hip-hop, rap, whatever it is, and kind of just vibe in on the tune and the sounds, making me feel comfortable within my shell. <laughs> within my shell. But um, I was kind of like, you got to feel yourself, right? And this, like I said, in this society, you got to feel comfortable with who you are and confident in who you are. Uh -huh. um, and I think that's the best way to deal with anxiety from society, at least. Because there's really, honestly, like, there's going to be nights where you're alone. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be nights when you're you're alone in bed, you're thinking to yourself, like, shit, I'm going through all this change alone. You know, you might have a significant other, you might have best friends, but they're not going through the same thing you're going through. They're not gonna have to wake up the next morning, go to your work and have to do what you're doing. Right. And so definitely the best thing when it comes to at least the, the society aspect is just be comfortable with yourself, build that confidence, right? If you need to take a step back from society, fucking do it. Take a step back from I don't know, school or whatever, or take it back from Take a step back from work and gain that confidence to deal with anxiety, that change. I like what you're talking about, especially with the work aspect, uh -huh. because when I started working at my, my job, what I do, what I do every day is very, very routine. Mm -hmm. So at first, like I was very always uncertain of what I did. I was always um, super conscious of everything I was doing. I was being meticulous, like make sure everything I did was right. Mm -hmm. That is on along the way. I was so focused on what I was doing in the moment. I was forgetting to do the next step, the next step. So I was messing up. I, was, I made a lot of mistakes. And kind of just, to this day, I still make quite, like some mistakes. But, but as time has gone on, as I've done my work more and more, I've gotten more confident. It's everything I do is more refined. Mm -hmm. And I found the way things to optimize what I do. Mm -hmm. So I'm as efficient as possible. I'm able to do everything um, as fast as possible and do everything as well as I possibly can versus and it, all of that just comes with time and understand when you start something new if you go to school if you go to college if you go to a new school if you go to a new job or whatever just give it time don't think about like oh it's my first day I have to do everything perfect because that's what they expect you that is to true. do no that is very they true. Do, they they understand that you're new, mm -hmm. and even if you've been doing this one technique, whatever, mm -hmm. oh, for years and years, you, you've been doing it um, your way. You've been doing it that company's way. The way um, the current company that you work for, they probably do it slightly different. Mm -hmm. So, take the time to learn their methodology and understand why they do it. Do, do it the way they do, and just try to and try to learn from it, and try to just like adapt and. Don't think about it as like, oh my god, I'm messing up all the time. They're think they they're gonna hate me. They're gonna want to fire me because I thought that at work. I remember one time I just like messed up a bunch of samples one day. I was like, you just like, I was like, damn. I was like, damn, I'm gonna get fired because I just suck. I just suck. And I was like, I was I was like texting like friends like, 
guys, I'm about to lose it at work. Like, I yeah. was yeah. on the verge of crying. Oh, I was like, yeah, I was like, I really, I was like, damn, I really botched today. Uh-huh. And then I, everyone just told me, like, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day, and try and try to learn from what you did wrong. Yeah. And so, just come with the go with the change, and don't in those transition periods, mm-hmm. don't be too hard on yourself because. Your employers aren't expecting you to be perfect, mm-hmm. but they just wanted to see that constant improvement, that you see that you're learning their, their way and you learning how to refine your craft. Yeah, of course. And I, I think going going off of that, um, that applies to everything in life, right? It's not just the workspace and not just, um, well, especially school. For those just college students in general, you guys are taking new classes what, either every quarter or maybe every semester, depending on your system. And it for you to you know it's like those first two days you you kind of get acquainted with everybody in your class you're like you look you see I remember you sit in class you look around to see who's 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 sitting around you do I know anybody first does anyone look interesting does the teacher suck I don't know you know like you kind of feel it out and it takes about a week or two for classes but for some things like relationships and work it takes a little bit longer and change is inevitable right um, I think one of the sayings that I've heard is you have to be comfortable with change to succeed. Um, with anything, especially in a business type like standpoint, from me coming from business, businesses always have to adapt to the environment yeah. to be successful in anything. And I think that concept applies to your life, to college students' life, um, to, to anybody who's who's basically living life, <laughs> you know. Um, but to deal with the anxiety that comes along with it, there's a there's a lot of ways you can handle that, right? You have some ways that you handle it? Anxiety? Yeah, and anxiety, like stress or whatever? Anxiety, stress. Um, that's actually a thing I've struggled a lot, especially uh-huh. like I think in high school, I think the best, I don't know about you, but for me personally, when we ran, we did cross country and track. Yeah. That was the best way. Tell, tell, to me back, tell me the backstory. Like what cross country is? So, um, sophomore year onwards, uh-huh. me, Andrew, and some other friends, uh-huh. um, we decided to do cross country and track together. So cross country was in the fall. Um, track was in the spring mm-hmm. and we did training in the winter mm-hmm. for track. So, and we also trained in, in the summer as oh, well man. for cross country. Days. <laughs> so basically year round, yeah. we, we had, we, we ran and that was such, it was, I think the, looking back on it, the best way to de-stress. Yeah. From like yeah. class and work, you just had a couple of hours running mm-hmm. with your friends. I agree. And I think yeah. that was the best. And then when it came to college, I lost that. I didn't, Ever, I don't think I truly ever found a good way to handle stress. Really, I don't think I ever did. Interesting. Well, how? How? Well, I mean, if you didn't find like a good way, what were your ways of like handling stress? I, I, I mean, suffered. if you, want, I you just suffered. Stuff, I just, just suffered. Like, I'm going to struggle with this stress. Yeah, I, and, I'll, and I just like internalize it, and then I just said, and I just said, fuck it. Yeah. And then I just, and then I just went on, and then I just like there would be days like after like. I'll be just like work out, out of my mind through stress. Mm-hmm. I would just like do nothing all day and I would just stay in bed, which is a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Don't Looking back all- on it, that's really stupid. Don't stay in bed all day long. But if you need, no. I feel like if you need to stay in bed, like maybe like, maybe if from like to like 12 p.m. or maybe one, I feel like that's. Uh, no, but like literally, I, there will be like days I would barely leave the bed. Oh. I wouldn't leave the house. You wouldn't leave the bed, bed. Like, literally the bed. I, I would just, like... I was <laughs> like, yeah, dude. What the heck? Okay. Like, I never, like, I never really found a way to handle stress Interesting. in college. Okay. There were, like, two cores I used the gym. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the uh, gym, bro. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead. And I, I tried getting back into running in college, but I think what I really missed and what kept me 
um, off from like using it routinely. Well, I missed that social aspect I had with running because I had you guys. Yeah, that is true. It's, and it was just so hard for me to motivate myself. Like, oh, I'm gonna go out for a run today. I tried it. <laughs> it didn't yeah. feel the same. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. it wasn't the same. It wasn't. Yeah, the social accountability. Mm-hmm. It's just like I remember running in, when I went to SF State. I try, I even started this running yeah. club. That was stupid. <laughs> I was like, all right, guys. I got all of my like doormates to to be like, all right, who wants to run? I went door by door. Like, all right, you're coming to join. Okay, they cool. Must have hated you. They did. They were like, <laughs> I woke up at like seven. <laughs> I guess I was like, all right, guys. No one was awake. I had like three people maybe for like a couple of days. And after that, no one just wanted to join me because I I, I took it really competitively in a way, right? Yeah. When you run, because that was the way we took it in high, yeah. in, in high school. We we did it for us. It was it was a friendly competition. Because we all, all trained for varsity, we all just wanted to be yeah. the, to be like that. To be the best. Top. We wanted yeah. to be the top. We wanted exactly. to be the best out of the friend group, the best yeah. on the team. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, except the teacher was always the best. No, that's a hundred percent on the way. No. <laughs> it's like if you think of like I don't know, like I'm thinking of a metaphor, but basically you were the top, and like you were the I don't know, you were the one percent, no. and we we're the ninety. No, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> we had Austin to work like equal. Bro, equal okay, okay. To be honest. You and Austin, okay, we're at the top. And then maybe you were at the top majority of the time. And then, like, it was Paul, Arnav, and I. You were better. You were faster than Arnav. We were at, like, the bottom. (laughs) Paul had his moments. Paul had his races where he just, like, would just be. He would just go Uh and say, like, he'll have an amazing race. But then there will be other days where he just didn't care. Yeah, that's true. And And then he would just run it off. He would eat, like, hella the night before. (laughs) It wasn't even carbs. It was just, like, hella protein and carbs. Oh, like, also, that's a that's a lie. What? It's a lie. Yeah, the carb, oh, the, the idea lie. of carbo loading, it's garbage. Why is it garbage? Um, I, I did this thing. Uh, we did this research paper on in biochem, my third quarter of biochem. Yeah. And it was about the idea of carbo loading, mm-hmm. and base and it, you do increase basically the amount of stored um, carbohydrates you have in your body, mm-hmm. but does that have an overall effect on writing? No. Does that? make you a, does that mean you have quote unquote more energy no interesting okay that's i i didn't know that that's wow okay so my i've been living a lot alive my whole entire life no like, it, it <laughs> is a, it is a popularized myth yeah um but they did a test and it makes no really he bumped it. It, it makes no difference in terms of performance uh, so you only cap out at a certain amount of like carbs that you would use to energize yourself it's just uh, like <laughs> that's all right Terms. Basically, you're just burning through it so yeah. fast yeah. that your body just has to go through other ways. Well, that's why I wasn't so fast. Carbo loading didn't. There what the hell did big, you do? I, no, I I did the same. I carbo loaded as well, but I just now now I know it's just it's garbage. What the heck, bro? You had some secret like steroid that you took or something? No. Oh yeah, because I <laughs> I had steroids. Yeah, yeah, I was 120 yeah. pounds. <laughs> 30 pounds of pure muscle, pure leg muscle, <laughs> running down. I had no upper body. <laughs> Still well, don't. So when it when it comes to you know back, it, it's funny because this conversation keeps going to our past and our high school and our college, and um, for us to, I don't know, like I, I appreciate this moment that we have right now because I mean you're you're a grown ass man. How old are you? I'm 22. It's 22. How old are you? Jesus, you're hella old, dude. How old are you? I'm like 21. I just heard. Shut shit. up. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, I'm 22. I'm 22, and all our friends are 22. And it's funny because when I when I heard when we were talking to Arnold the other day, mm-hmm. our other best friend, um, you know, he's going through his own stuff. He, I mean, he works full time. He's taking a year off. 
right? So probably not school. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's in the process of. He's in the process. Yeah, he's in the process. But he, I think he has like nothing to do. He says he has like nothing to do after work or something. Yeah, because it's it's like this whole process, and then after you you done with the interviews, he's just waiting. Uh, he's just, he's yeah. just waiting to hear back at this point. Waiting for the here to the next step. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, waiting to next step is is all right. It's fine. And so I think to um, I, I guess to finish off on change. Uh, change like we said is inevitable for everybody and anybody and even the animals and plants they're going to change too along with you know what, to be honest with you sorry going on a little tangent uh i was in biological anthropology and it was talking about like the evolution of you know humans evolution well basically evolution of humans but they were talking about the environment and how we adapted to it and you know long arms short arms noses no noses <laughs> and it's funny and that's just the, the part of life right if it's coming from a scientific standpoint or if it's even coming from um, a religion standpoint too like change is inevitable i know from my side religion wise you read the bible you talk to god jesus like you, you're expected to change right in a good way Right, whatever, whatever that good way is, it's you know whatever helping out people, whatever that means, right, for you, because that is subjective in, in many ways. Um, it, it's change is inevitable, and I think to be comfortable with change, I think as a college student, you one you got to be confident with yourself, right? Um, two, find outlets that make you comfortable, make that make you that you know you're always wanting to improve. I think that's the best point. Mm-hmm. Like for us, it was running back in high school. Yeah. And then when you got into college, it was more of your professional biomedical field. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I need to improve in this. I need to get better. I need to learn more. Yeah. Right. For me, it was business communication. It was like, okay, I want to communicate with people more. I want to be a leader more. I want to know my leadership styles. Surround yourself with people that are better than you. So you can mm-hmm. strive to become like them. Exactly. And then you'll, exactly. and you, constantly you will push each other to become better mm-hmm. versions of your current self. Yeah. And then by the time you know, you'll be professional in your field. And then you'll be going to another field that, I don't know, you're not professional at. And that's just life in general. Um, but yeah, so be comfortable with, with change. You're going to be okay at the end of the day. I mean, you know, you're going through anxiety. You're going through some mental mental problems that you, you may have. But at the end of the day, um, it's good to know that you're going to be okay. You know, you have friends. You have family. You have people around you that care. You have resources around you that you can use. So, you know, I, I implore you guys to use those resources if you guys are in need of those. Um, but don't be afraid to change. Um, don't... and. I, I want to stop this now, but don't don't people don't tell people don't change. Like so, don't, don't put that in someone's yearbook. Don't don't tell it to someone don't change. This is a quite terrible thing. to yeah, say. Yeah, like, like so, I understand its sentiment. Like the whole point is like you're like you're awesome as who you are right now. Uh-huh. So don't change. I I understand the sentiment, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's I <laughs> like I understand where it's coming from, but it's yeah. just it's misguided. It is. It is misguided, and I think we should start changing it. Right, instead of saying don't change, be like hey. I love you for the person you are, and I'm gonna love you even when you are, you know, this, this, X, Y, and Z, or when you become even better at this, this, and this. Right? We want to push for change. I think when society starts to push for change, when we, when you know, we start to talk to our kids, or when we start to talk to our teenagers, whatever, our peers, say, hey, it's like, dude, I'm gonna love you even when you're like this successful, or when you become this, this, and this. If that mindset starts to change. It starts to be like, okay then it's comfortable. I can get comfortable changing. People expect me to change, so I'm going to change for the better, right? Rather than, yeah, no, 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 this don't is... change. Stay who you are. And then, like, because there's no growth there. There's, there's no, no development. Exactly. Growth, development, that's all a good thing. But I also feel like we touched on change is always a positive thing. It's always progression. Mm-hmm. Newer equals better. That's not also necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Not all change is good, it's right? True. Okay. Like, not everything that is new is necessarily better. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's it, 
we're going to the right direction. Uh-huh. So just like, just think about like really deeply think about it. It is like, is this really gonna potentially benefit be better for me in the future? That is true. And if true. if you really like, you go through a couple of months, maybe even year through it, and you realize this is not, I'm not better mm-hmm. off now, and then it's time maybe it's time to reevaluate and see if what you can change from the app is in that position to see how you can go back, get back on track. That's very true. I would say like, to be honest with you, you said not all change is good, but from my perspective, like change in general, I think is good for our growth just in general, right? Because whether it's a good or bad change, which, you know, the experience, the experience, whether the good or bad experience, you'll, you'll learn from that. You'll become a different person from that and it'll grow you to some sort of way, some sort of thing, perspective to either protect your mindset from specific things in society, whatever it is, it'll grow you. And I think growth, I don't know, growth can be sometimes, would you, would you think growth has like a positive? Like growth, I think the idea of like growth is like you are becoming I, I think, more holistic. You are becoming, you are just becoming overall a better person. Like mm-hmm. personal, like when you think of personal growth, you never see like, oh, he's, he's growing <laughs> he's a growing, lot. He's, like, growing. Oh, he's really growing as a person. Oh. I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I guess. There's always a positive connotation. There is it. always a positive, but then, like, I can always think of a negative, right? Like, where people, like, because for some reason, or for, for not some reason, but, like, people, if they grow through a certain experience or change, mm-hmm. uh-huh. they'd be very close-minded. Yeah. You know, but, like, is that growth positive? I don't think, I don't think you would ever call that a growth. I think, it's, I'm sure you can define it as that, but I don't think in terms of context it will be ever used as a growth. So growth is more positive connotation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you guys have like any anything about that, go ahead and like you know DM us. Say hey, no, go this this this. You know this this isn't wrong. But um, yeah, I think well, it's th- we're at the thirty minute mark, so I, that's about it for this podcast. Um, Atish, do you have a do you have an Instagram? Yes. Okay. Do you want to share your Instagram? Sure. Okay. All right. You have to spell it out for the crowd. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Spell so it it's at B Atish. So A T I S H five zero one. All right, so B Atish A T I S H five zero one. All right, and that's your Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right, and my Instagram, guys. If you guys don't know already, I, I said it's a bajillion times at Aloha Pajes, A L O H A P A J E S. I got really good at spelling that. <laughs> my time doing podcasts, but guys, if you guys have any questions for Atish, Atish is a really amazing person. I'm graduated from Santa Cruz, um, what biomedical field? Would you call it biomedical field? Life science. Life sciences. Yes, life sciences. Sorry, I'm not experienced. But he's very experienced. He has a lot of knowledge. I told you, he went from the sad boy fields to like <laughs> now professional as dude who works like four in the morning all the way to what, five? Four? Um, I tried to get him by 5.45 and I lately five. I don't leave till like four, four thirty. Damn, geez, 5.45 to five. Five to five, yeah, it's five to five. But yeah, let him let him know your love. Um, I appreciate your guys' support. If you guys have any questions, I've gotten a few questions and concerns for my podcast. But um, if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to join the podcast, please feel free to DM me, message me, whatever it is, guys. I'm thinking of adding a sponsorship to this because now there's sponsorships on this thing. I'm trying. I'm honestly rolling with it. But yeah, guys, um, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend or a wonderful week, whatever you guys are listening to it. Do you have any piece of advice before we leave today, Katish? Um, just never... Don't fear change and always, there's always more, you're, you can always improve yourself every day and strive every day to improve yourself in at least one aspect. One aspect. I like that. All right, guys, going off that, enjoy yourself, be comfortable with who you are, find those outlets that make you feel comfortable 
and enjoy the change, enjoy the ride because you only live one life. And by the time you're 90, you're going to be like, yo, all this change like maybe into this person with diapers and I got to change myself now. That made no sense. But anyways, guys, have a wonderful day. Peace out. I'll see you guys next time.